Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of ET Network. I'm your host, Deadman. With me, as always, my two brothers. The only man with access to Netflix that doesn't like the Umbrella Academy, Mr. DJ. And proud of it. <laughs> Why? Why? It's so good. I have a very, very weird proud list. Okay, we'll get into that. I think that makes sense, I guess. I mean, after all, I'm very proud of the fact that I could scratch my ass while walking backwards. Never tried it, all right. so I can't say you it. You could be proud of that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. And my other brother, the <laughs> only person who's actually really tried the Mario mushrooms in real life, Mr. Mustard himself. Tell you what, he's onto something. <laughs> I'm looking, also looking for uh, six-pound bags of Black Forest gummy bears on Amazon. Why? Do I need to justify that to you? I mean, like, haven't you ever read the reviews of, like, the sugar-free gummy bears? Like, the ones that come in, like, the 10 pounds and the guy that eats them all? Yeah, those are the Haribo ones. Yeah, those are the Haribo ones. I'm not looking for those. I'm looking for the Black Forest ones. There's a difference? Yeah, Black Forest is an American brand. Haribo's a Chinese brand. I thought it was a German brand. Black Forest? Yeah. No, Haribo. I don't think so, bro. Here, look. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read our viewers some of the reviews. Oh dear God! Ready? <laughs> sure. Hold on. Uh. Hold on. Uh, I guess there's no more funny ones. There was okay. there was ones of the sugar free ones because they're basically laxatives and like they're like um the they were the most funniest review was like I I ate these and then two hours later I shit everything out for my wedding in two thousand nine it was pretty fucking hilarious it was really funny but yeah wrong. don't don't buy Haribo gummy bears yeah there there is in the the, the 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 sweetener they use is essentially like an industrial grade laxative it'll just clear you the fuck out which is why I just don't have a sweet tooth anymore. Well, I, I don't have a sweet tooth for, like, several reasons, but, like, that's one of them. Anyways. I don't have a sweet tooth because I got told if I, was, if I eat sugar when I was eight years old, I would die. <laughs> well, that's true, yeah. though. Well, hey, let me look at this. So, you know, you people are stopped up. Don't drink prunes. Get some of those gummies. They'll clear you right up. I should know. I had a, a few of those back, like, last year. If you, yeah, if you really want to lose some weight, just eat a shit ton of Haribos. No, thank you. <laughs> I choose life. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, yeah I mean, it gets so bad at eating if you're yeah. in your stomach, you will go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, it, it gets pretty bad. I've only, I've only, I've only eaten them one time, and that was because uh, we were going to the movies and we had like the it was like uh, had the dollar store trip before the movies, you know. And I had the, those were the only gummy bears they had, and I was like, I want some fucking gummy bears. I I made it through the movie. At the end of the movie, it was bad. It was real bad. Remember, like ah, the scene in uh, remember the scene in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah. scene in Dumb and Dumber. The one with the diarrhea scene. Ah, yes. Yeah, that's what it looked like in a public bathroom with me making the exact same noises. Anyways, what the fuck have you guys been playing? What have you guys been up to this week? Because it has been a long, long week. Uh, um, 
playing? I've been playing a lot of Fall Guys. It's your new obsession. Huh? Was it your new obsession? No. No, not at all. The game is actually fucking trash, if I'm being honest. Um, it, it, it constantly has server problems. It constantly has disconnection issues where your whole lobby looks like it's looking for a game, and then you get sent back to the lobby like instantly. Um, yeah, the, the whole game is broken, and it's really frustrating, but uh, I got two wins already, so that's nice. Oh, nice. So now yeah. you can actually say that you've gotten a, a win in every Battle Royale you've ever uh, played. Almost. Hyperscape. I need to do that. Oh, one. that's right. <laughs> that game's garbage. Yeah. That fucking game's hard, dude. People jump around way too much with their light-up sketchers. No, like, like in all honesty, like, like, like okay, so I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll take over. So that's what I've been doing. I've been playing weird games with Mustard and trying to catch up on a lot of other weird movies and series, but I'll tell you what, man, we, we tried Hyperscape, and Hyperscape is just hot garbage as far as I'm concerned. Like, they have no what? balance to their weapons, they have no, uh, they have no real structure of their map or what they want to do, or, you know, the instructions aren't very clear. Like, even going through the tutorial, I was still genuinely confused about what the fuck I'm supposed to do and how the fuck I'm supposed to stay alive. Like it, it's it's a it's a pretty garbage game. Like I, I think they need to sit down and take a look at like the pre levels from uh from like Apex and kind of take that that approach or at least introduce a a a um a single player type thing. You know what I mean? As a warm up, like a like a like against bots or something. Yeah, yeah. Just something to get you used to the game, but like they're like, oh, you've, nice. you've played Fortnite, you've played Apex, now try us. We're just as garbage. Have fun, Literally, kids. No, that, that's <laughs> what I'm. That's why I'm kind of like, I don't think it really needs extra. Like, you know, pretty much everybody knows what a battle royale is nowadays. You know what I mean? They know how it works. You you know how a battle royale works. You know? Yeah, and I hate them. <laughs> Not because, because I'm so good at them. them. No, it's yeah. because they're just bad games. Like, for They're one fucking games. problem they stamp out, there's 13 more that arise. Like, all the cheaters are happening in Modern Warfare right now. Yeah, that's that's another story, because that's ridiculous that a multi-billion dollar company can't even catch cheaters. Yeah, true that. What about you, DJ? What have you been up to this week? What have you been watching? Um, two things of real merit, anyway. Uh, number one, I started watching the Umbrella Academy. Oh, yeah. Uh, not bad from what I've seen so far. Kind of slow. Oh, well, how much did you watch, dude? Have you watched like, uh, the well, first season or the second episode? But I'm probably gonna watch more later this evening. Hell yeah, dude! I mean, right now, about that guy where uh, the guy is looking for that fake eye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you he know, goes to the uh, scientist. <laughs> yeah. It's better than I expected because normally shows with this kind of premise doesn't really interest me. You know, yeah. the whole, uh, you know, those like X-Men type, you know, a bunch of superhero kids and all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's know, a little it's more different like, though. Yeah, like, you know, like this type of show, I just kept thinking, it's like, you know, why couldn't you just make this like an animated series or something? Uh, uh, you, would, you, would, you would say that. 
Well, no, I mean, that's what I'm used to because they tried that uh, that one show, Generation X, and I was just like, man, this is like way back in the day. You remember Generation X? Dead Man? Yeah, I remember. I remember. It was terrible. Yeah, exactly. I was like, watch this. I was God like, awful. man, this is just boring. Like the and reason think- the reason Generation X like was so bad was actually more more than a couple more than a couple of reasons. One, they had the story completely skewed. Like it, like Generation X was supposed to be something that was supposed to be edgy and rampy, and it was supposed to bring you in and make you feel kind of cool for watching it. And then when it gets to the, when it gets to the animated series of it, it's like, hey kids, don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Even though the huge vein in this plot line of this entire series is drugs, don't do drugs. Like I was like, no, no, no. Put it back. Put it back. Well, maybe you shouldn't do drugs, you bitch. Huh? Well, DJ, explain what the drugs were in, D- in Generation X, please. If you think, if you think for a second they're gonna <laughs> stop the fight against narcotics, then you're wrong, son. Okay. No, go ahead. Don't you, you want to tell gr- him. Don't you want to grow up to be strong like Superman? Huh? Super- don't you want to grow up to be fucking a police officer? Huh? Or, or don't you, you want to grow up, up to like Superman? Uh. Oh. Well, Superman didn't smoke weed. <laughs> all right. <laughs> he hey, you, you don't. Yeah, you don't know that. <laughs> I mean, maybe he did, but, uh, but he didn't. He didn't smoke crack for sure. Okay. <laughs> you also don't know that. <laughs> Wait, wait, but would it would it actually affect him? Like, could he get high off of that? Um, I don't know. I mean, well, it, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm wondering. Like, what? I mean, could he, like, is very congruent to ours, with the exception of a few things. So I'm pretty sure, yeah, he'd probably get high. Well, poisons don't affect him, so that means that they don't affect him on a, on a like gluten bonding level, which is what most poisons are. Yeah, but THC is definitely not a poison. It's not a toxin, at least. It's not a toxin or a poison. It's not. <laughs> I have no idea, because pain pills don't affect him. We know that one. Pain pills do not affect him. Because um, his pain I can't receptors... Believe, I can't believe I'm actually Googling, can Superman <laughs> get, get <high>. stoned? <laughs> That's fucked. All right. Uh, what else have you been doing, yeah. DJ? Before we uh, devolve into this. <laughs> I'm so weird. Uh... Oh, I'm watching the. Uh, I finally watched that Has Been Hotel. Everyone won't shut the fuck up about. It. You know, I've been. It's on my list. I haven't gotten around to it. Is it any good? You know, honestly, for independent YouTube project, the animation is incredible. I will not lie about that. I have no idea what the fuck is going on with my dog. So if you guys can hear that, I'm very sorry. We can hear it. You know, there's a joke, uh, like, the jokes come, like, a mile a minute. So, I hope you're, like, hyper-aware because, you know, it'll probably take, like, two or three viewers to, like, catch all the jokes. It's, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's like a mile a minute. Oh, uh, I mean, there's, there's, like, one part where it slows down, but, you know, it's crazy. I know, uh, I know, character- I know it's big on TikTok, so, like, I, I mean, it, it's oh. been on my list for you for a while. Yeah, yeah. Everybody oh, on yeah, Common Vine is saying no. <laughs> I mean, but oh yeah, dude! Like the designs of the characters are incredible. Yeah, I, I've seen the art. I, I, I've seen like little bits and pieces of it, like here and there, and I've heard the audio. And like, I was like, this is this is kind of funny. Like the things that I've heard, I'm like, it's the humor that you and I would write. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if we were going for a funny bone, it would be you and me. This is the kind of shit we would come up with. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely something we would write, and that's why that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. But you know, like, man, like as I said, and like, but it does feel like a pilot. Like the thing is, like, it's a pilot, and it feels like it. But honestly, you can end it here. And be satisfied. <laughs> Just Some be good. Of these fucking answers you know? are fucking <laughs> mustard. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> no, fuck it, stop, stop fucking me up. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's like one of those you want more, but you could be satisfied with just this. But I really hope they get more because they're actually busting out with uh, music videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on it, I saw like one of those ads. I haven't seen that other with the radio demon yet, but. It's great. Honestly, I would suggest we, we, we watch it during the post-show, really, because it's really good. And the fact that this is an independent YouTube project makes it, like, incredible. Like, no wonder it took them this long to make it. But, damn. I mean, luckily, I wasn't there for the way. I, I came came in like, at the tail end of it all. So, <laughs> yeah. so but, no, nah, it, 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 was, it was definitely worth it. But, man, I don't know how they're going to make a whole series or how they're going to do consistency out of this because – there was a lot of work went into this, so I imagine they probably have to cut corners in the future if they do make it into a full blown series. But yeah, I would suggest we like watch it during the post show. It's it's really good. I'm at, I'm all for that. We did a we did a really long post show last last week with me and Mustard when we talked a lot about Umbrella Academy in season one and two, and how uh, some of the things that uh, happen in the Umbrella Academy are just are are genuinely just they. Oh man, season two just goes for the heart. Like straight up Spider Man, fucking Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin, go for the heart, Spider Man. You know, it's that bad. It's that bad. Like me and Lester, we're all we're all we're all in our fucking fields trying to discuss season two. <laughs> we're all like, we're all trying to conduct the show. We're just like, man, why why they gotta do that, man? I don't like it, man. <laughs> <laughs> what did he ever do to you? Oh uh, no! Trust me, dude. Like, see, like, like it, it's it's one of it, this is one of those rare shows that where you're like, oh, I don't think they're gonna do better than season one, and season two just goes fucking hard and goes right for it. So, I hope you continue it. I hope you like it because, like, me and Mustard and really can... like it. So, yes, it's the shit. Okay, so I have an answer for us here. Oh fuck me, <laughs> Jesus. In Superman 3, 1979, yeah. Superman actually goes on a binge drinking and yeah. fights himself. Yeah, he gets drunk. Now listen to me. If there's, They're saying that if he's anywhere near some kryptonite <laughs> that like disables his powers, he could probably get stoned. Well, Superman, th- isn't that the one where he loses his powers, DJ? No, that was two. When you lose his oh, too. Oh, but in the comic books, his friends take him out with like a little rock of kryptonite, like hanging out, and it's not enough to like hurt him, but it's enough to like take away, like make him human. Yeah. So then he like goes out drinking with his buds, and then gets drunk off of one beer. So I'm pretty sure if he did the same thing with so- with weed, he'd probably get stoned, dude. All right. Well, <laughs> unless you get kryptonite in your pocket, the answer is no. He can't get stoned unless unless under very specific parameters. And. <laughs> Can get stoned, just under very, very uh, particular circumstances. So that's a no. This is what I'm okay. Going. Okay, DJ, your verdict. I'm saying no. He can't get stoned. What's your verdict? 
I guess if he loses his powers. Yeah, so yes. Right? Yes. That's a yes. I, I guess. I mean, if, if, if he could get drunk, he could probably get stoned. No, no, no. Like, I'm saying it's a no for me because it, it has to be under very specific certain parameters that are ultra specific. Like, unless these are met, he's not going to do it. So for me, it's like, no. Oh. Oh, you mean like willingly get stoned? Yeah. Otherwise, oh, if willingly? it's not easy, the answer is no. But that's not yeah, yeah, how no. it works. Yeah, no, no. He, he won't do that. He's all-American country boy. Right. They drink, but they don't get high. <laughs> they don't get high. So that's two no's. <laughs> two mustards, one yes. Okay, well, I can dream. <laughs> you can dream about getting stoned <laughs> with Spider-Man, uh, Superman? Yeah. All right, oh well, God. I mean, for Henry Cavill. You know, Weed Man? Like fucking I literally just Superman high. There was, there was dude, a super so villain like, named Weed Man. Dude. Oh, my God. What? Like, so how did you do Doomsday, bro? Like, <laughs> that must have been so fucking crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, for Henry Cavill, I'm not going to lie. I'd smoke a whole pound of weed, like, just to be around him, so. And he would, too, bro. He would, I know too. He would. He's a cool guy. I know he would. He's beautiful. Yeah, he's one of those perfect people, but... Anyways, let's start the fucking show. Uh, you know what's funny? Uh, we're going to go into some Xbox Series X shit. But no, you know what's funny now is that my, my, my feed has reversed. Now it's, it's PlayStation is going to fail instead of Xbox. And I keep trying, I keep forgetting to take fucking screenshots. But <laughs> it's, I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Let's look at this. Xbox's uh, Phil Spencer on Halo Infinite Delay. How Game Pass is key to Xbox Series X. Um, so with the announcement that Halo Infinite has been delayed to 2021 earlier this week, uh, came an assurance that Xbox Series X console is still set for the holiday. Specifically, November. Global launch. And Xbox head Phil Spencer has elaborated on the tough call to delay the flagship Xbox game while the company didn't consider a staggered release for it. Speaking on uh, Grey Widow's Animal Crossing talk show, Animal Talking, there's an Animal Crossing podcast? Bro, Why not? Oh. This thing is huge. There's it's an like an unites the world. There's an Animal Crossing podcast? There's an Animal Crossing podcast? Oh, thanks for showing <laughs> up, Mustard. Right, Mustard, that got Mustard's attention. Oh, okay, there it is, right there. I'm sorry, I accidentally clicked over back to Discord and I opened Streamlabs. I gotta close that. Hold on. Yeah, turn your OnlyFans content off. Come on. For everybody uh, okay, who doesn't know, it's OnlyFans.com forward slash Colonel Mustard. First, L is an I. Anyways. Spencer Thank explained you, that while he and his team had some <laughs> potential options on the table when it came to the delay, he wanted to make the decision that would have the best intent in the long run for our fans and platform. We made the decision last week, and we say, and I say we, Bonnie Russ, who runs 343, Matt Booty, uh, who runs his first party studio organization, and myself. Wow. So, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but that speaks to me. He's like, oh, by the way, I'm not the only one who fucked up. It was also Bonnie and Matt, okay? Okay. Just want to be clear on that. Just want to be clear. <laughs> He's really just like clearing his name right there. Yeah. Like, like... hey, everybody. <laughs> it wasn't me. 
It was all three it of us. It was all three it of was us. us. <laughs> okay? It's kind of a scumbag move. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he name dropped stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? Right? Like, and he, like, look, and this is a quote. Bonnie Ross, who runs 343, like, specifically dropped her name and her company, and Matt Booty, who runs our first party studios organization. And, and myself, and, by the way. What was that last part? Whoever, and myself. Again, whoever, whoever I am. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, God. That is kind of a scumbag move. I, I like. I'm uh, calling it a scumbag move. Yeah, it kind of is. I mean, not only they name drop, they they, they drop the freaking job. So if someone actually looks up these people, they know exactly where to look for. Yeah, it's not okay, some random so. Bonnie Bonnie Ross on on Twitter. It's Bonnie Ross who runs three four three. Runs four three, bro. Fuck. Not just like the CFO or like the fucking PR guy. Nah, no, she runs it. She runs that shit. What to make sure. And Matt Booty. And who runs Booty. our first party studios organization? Who runs our first party studios organization? Just want to make sure that's clear. No oh, shit. That's, kind of, that's kind of a shrouded kind of statement. That's what I mean. It was a scumbag move. <laughs> and they came with some options, things that we could do, maybe parts of the game that we could ship on given dates. It just didn't feel to all of. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah. It just didn't feel to all of us. Like the Halo release that we would want. So in the end, I make the call based on the information that they present. Oh my god, dude. This guy's seriously just throwing these fucking people to the wolves. Yeah, it's like, remember, I just made the call, but they presented it. You know, they, 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 they just gave me the options. Those were the only options that they give. I mean, I, I only did what was only was available to me. Yeah. I make a call, like I said, with hopefully the best intent in the long run for our fans on our platform. Oh my god, such a scumbag <laughs> statement coming from fucking this guy on Xbox. Like, oh, wow, man. dude. Like, if I was his fucking lawyer, I'd quit. I'd be like, no, no. <laughs> you fucked me, man. You, f I got nothing. I can't do this with this. <laughs> Ed, you're a lawyer. I am. I'm not that kind of lawyer. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, fuck, dude. Oh, oh no. All right. So it says here, Halo's, Halo Infinite's multiplayer is still set to be free to play. Uh, Spencer and his team rejected the idea of releasing it and the other portions of Infinite at separate points. But Spencer believed that this was the right call. We, we, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Reiteration. Oh no, there's more. There's more. Oh my god, let's see what he throws under the bus this time. So when looking at where we were, the trajectory the team was on, frankly, the amount of effort and emotion that 343 is putting into this game and making sure that we want to be able to get the game out and delivered and have a healthy team for that, uh, this decision that we made. And I'll apologize to the fans, but I never like to set up expectations and not hit them. But I also believe that we're making the right decision on the long run for both Xbox and Halo and our customers. Not so much of a scumbag statement. Still slimy, though. Yeah, I think he, uh, I think he reached his limits on how, how much he could get away with. Yeah, I, I think his fucking lawyer was in the wings going, fucking stop. Just fucking stop. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. There's a script. Stick to the script. <laughs> Fuck. 
I was bad, man. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And then, Jesus Christ. This guy doesn't shut the fuck up. He's still going. Uh, one of the things that pushed us is when you're shipping a game like oh Halo God. is not just a solo release. We have a lot of marketing partners and promotions that... He's throwing more people under the bus. And you want to yep. be respectful of your partners and giving them a heads up so that they can plan their timelines for things and they're going to... And they're doing in conjunction with the launch of the game, which is part of the input as well. But in reality, we know, we know. What? When we know, we know. When we know, we know. What? What? I think he's missing the... Yeah, there's this is common. They're supposed to be there. Let's make the decision. Uh, let's put it out. So we're taking our fans and be and talking to our fans and be as transparent as we can be. What do you mean transparent, dude? You threw everybody under the fucking bus. Your partners, three, four to three, mad booty. Your the fucking fans. Your lawyer. Everyone's under the fucking bus with this guy. Yeah, but remember, we are doing our best. We. Oh my god, and he's still going. What did this guy take up a whole hour? Was this a speech? Did he prepare for this? I think he did. That's what the lawyer did. You know, for him. Yeah, the lawyer's shaking the fucking script, and I'm like, script. Script. Stick to the script. You know what sucks is that I like Spencer, bro. I like Phil Spencer. I want bro. to, but this is a scumbag move. I like Phil Spencer. This one sucks, dude. So he just—he had a bad interview, okay? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's polish to the off. best of them, bro. <laughs> let's polish this off here. Our investment in Game Pass and that portfolio continues to be strong. We've got some more good announcements. Really great. He's talking like the Orange Man. We got some good announcements. Really great, strong announcements. <laughs> hey, now he's sticking to the script. He's not the way he went under the bus scene so far. Good, so. good. Uh, <laughs> to come about things that will be coming to Game Pass. I think what you'll see from us around the launch of the console, frankly, is going to change too much because... Isn't going to change too much because you were going to hear a lot about the console and a lot about Game Pass and how we think those two things together are a real great value proposition for gamers going into the next generation. Well, at least he's at least one paragraph. He didn't throw somebody under the bus. He's like, oh, he stuck to the script at the yeah. tail end. <laughs> Fucking lawyers on the sidelines going, finally, fuck. Call her to lunch. No, don't call me. But you're my lawyer. No. He turns his phone off while he's yeah. sitting at a McDonald's. Just... <laughs> I'll tell you, dude. You just you just hear that phone clatter. You know that horrific phone clatter you hear when someone's really pissed. You know that. <sighs> that was actually fucking perfect. <laughs> that was my actual phone, man. You know that fucking that he just hear it going up the table. <laughs> 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 Fun on a bun. But no, basically, I'm going to call it, though. Uh, Game Pass, you know, <laughs> since they will be raising prices of games to $70, you freaking watch. I, I think Game Pass is going to stay the exact same price it is, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because they are, they want to make themselves look as attractive financially as possible. So they're going to be like, hey, guys... Game Pass for the last two years has been nine ninety nine. Guess how much it's going to be with all these other 4K brand new games. 
$9.99. Don't you like that? Don't you want to come over yeah. to Xbox? I mean, you want some Xbox, okay, don't you? Okay, God. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. You want some Xbox, don't you? Wake up with Phil Spencer lying in your bed. Hi. <laughs> A lot of people were like speculating, oh, they're going to cancel live, oh, they're going to do this, no, so they're going to no, cancel live subscription, no. and then they like literally came out and said, no, the live, the live subscription's not going anywhere. Yeah, no, basically what this is is that as game prices individually r- rise, you know, the like stuff like Game Pass is going to look much more appealing. That's much basically more, what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, $70. I'm telling you, dude, NBA is successful with that $70 price tag. Everyone's going to follow suit. And... <sighs> I don't think so. I, I, I think I think considering the backlash they got, everybody was like, yeah, 70 bucks. Fuck that. Well, on second thought, they're on their own. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it sticks that way, man. I hope so because let's let's face it, let's face it. Right now we live in a, we live in such a, a a strange time where EA and Activision and all these other people can can get a direct response from their consumer. You know, like they can just put out one poll on on Twitter, like, "Hey, would you guys buy seventy dollars games? Yes or no?" Fucking no, no section fills up. Congratulations! It's a voice of the gamers. It's no longer this bullshit mail-in shit or answer your sh- your, your 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 shady email address thing. You know what I mean? Like they have a direct pulse now to put their thumb on, and I kind of like that. As well, they should. You know, like they just put a. They should just fucking put a pill over the face of it and just call it a day. <laughs> Speaking of putting a pillow over your a pillow over your face, though, Activision and Blizzard employees report contact reportedly contacted by Equal Employment Opportunity Commission over alleged allegations of discrimination. All right, you know what? I'm gonna try that again. Read today? Can, can you I'm fucking gonna, read? I'm gonna try it again. Activision and Blizzard employees uh, reportedly contacted by Equal Employment Opportunity Commission over the allegations of discrimination. There you go. Good job. Fuck. I, I don't have enough caffeine in me, bro. Hold on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Multiple employees reported ah. gearing, receiving an official survey about their experience with the gaming giant. Oh no! Oh boy! So Activision okay, Blizzard that's, employees. That's repeating the title. Yeah. Okay. So the EEOC. <laughs> All right. What? <laughs> what? You're doing so well. The EOC. EOC. <laughs> The EOC is investigating Activision. Dark times, these are my friends. Dark times, the EOC cometh. Uh, and I don't think it Ewoks. I can't believe you made that sound so sinister. I know, dude. The EOC. The EOC approaches, my friends. <laughs> Fuck me. Alright, hold on. Give me a sec here. I'm going to crack myself up. Fuck you guys. The EOC is investigating Activision in regard to allegations of gender-based sexual harassment, according to the email. The fact that the EOC is conducting an investigation of Activision does not mean there has been a violation of the law. That's part of the government, so you might as well pronounce it like it's evil. Yeah, but that's that's lawyer talk. 
that's lawyer talk right there. Uh, yeah. You can't unhear the evil now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the EOC investigation comes on the heels of Activision Blizzard employees organizing over the past few weeks to share their salary information across the company, which is not illegal and you should do it if you are in a company. As Bloomberg first reported, uh, Blizzard employees started circulating a spreadsheet in the company's official Slack channels where workers could anonymously share their salaries and recent pay increases. This increases. The spreadsheet is meant to be a way to discover wage disparities within the workforce. In addition to salary disparities, Activision Blizzard has been under fire for the past few years for allegations of racism and sexism within their company culture. And, you know, the fact that they hired Mustard, but... We're not going to talk about that. Uh, hey, I'm a good writer. <laughs> I write. I write good. I do the. I do the words well. I am data <laughs> management expertise right here, my guy. Okay, I have all my Excel my Excel spreadsheets labeled. I swear to God, all of them. All the it, fucking got, lawsuits are there. You got one. Wait. You get, you get number two here. You got, you got three. <laughs> And then there's the Epstein page. Oh, no, no that's that's the one you just hear. <laughs> We're not going to talk about the Epstein page. That's We're for a different podcast. Yeah, different. Uh, <laughs> Blizzard employee was targeted <laughs> with racially charged comments in 2018, according to a complaint filed in early 2019. Uh, the former worker alleged that he reported these incidents to the organization in a timely fashion, but was ignored. Well, what? <sighs> I hate to be the one to say this, dude, but I think all three of us can agree. Welcome to corporate world, bro. <laughs> like, am I wrong in saying that? In all real, in all reality, like no, it's no, it's no, it's, it's, it sucks that it happened. And if it did happen, it, it's a horrible fucking thing. But for <laughs> it to be ignored, welcome to corporate reality. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. One of the reasons why they have unions. Yeah, mustard. Um, I I feel like this is fishy. Well, um, Trey, you've never really worked in a corporate environment. Over the past several months, gaming and esports organizations have been faced with hundreds of allegations of sexual misconduct, sexual assault, and probably racism too. At it's least. fishy. It it's is fishy. But like I said, it's it's uh, welcome to corporate America, dude. Like me and DJ have worked in big corporate gigs. Uh, we've also produced stuff. Uh, you know, at an entertainment business level, and so have you. Uh, like, actually, in the entertainment business level is where we can go to this. So all three of us have a solid ground. Uh, you know, female directors, female producers, anybody that usually is a female uh, usually has the last say in what's going on in the project. And I think I can say that across the board for all three of us. Am yeah. I wrong in that? Yeah, I mean, I, I remember, and no, uh, you're not not wrong. <sighs> Good times. Right? Mustard, am I wrong in saying that across the board? We can actually confirm some of this bias? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Dude, dude, yeah. Oh, yeah. I And I think it's in any corporate environment that this happens, really. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I'm just putting it to an entertainment standpoint, so all three of us haven't even ground to, to speak for him, because... Me and DJ have worked for big corporations, you know, like I, I was, I was a high up, you know, position in several and I know DJ has been too, but you haven't been, but we've all been in the entertainment business. We've all produced stuff so we can, I can speak on that level. So, you know, I've done it. I've done things. You've done a couple of things. Yeah. 
international recording artist over here who's done one or two things. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, yeah, this is bullshit, man. I, I really hope that this, this investigation brings yeah. something forward. Yeah, it needs to be brought to light because uh, that man's right. Like, this stuff does happen, but it shouldn't happen. So, so here's, a, here's an interesting paragraph right here. The Eok investigation comes at a key moment of reflection for the gaming space as a whole. Over the last several months, gaming and esports have... Uh, oh, yeah, you, you read this, Mustard. The explosion of accusations led to resignations and firings of dozens of abusive people. No, you can't say that, dude. It's, ab- it's allegedly... They're, they're all alleged. Uh, the ones that haven't been proven have been outright fired and, you know, are facing legal trouble. But a lot of people that have been fired have, have been fired on nothing but allegations. So I can't, I can't support that kind of language. Uh, Call the lawyer right up into the script. Ah, fuck. <laughs> no, he's got his phone off. He's not answering. <laughs> Just in the McDonald's enjoying his chicken nuggies. Yeah. <laughs> He's enjoying his cheeky nuggies while his phone's just right with the Sashawn sauce. He's just <laughs> I'm not de- I'm not dealing with it. I'm not dealing with it. I'm not that kind of lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job. <laughs> Uh, most recently, several Ubisoft employees came forward to accuse the company of protecting abusers, leading to the suspicion and investigation of two company vice presidents. And I think one of those guys is actually facing some really big legal issues, if I remember correctly. Uh, with the federal government finally taking notice of the misconduct within the gaming industry, companies will likely need to start to take a more proactive approach to protect their employees from abuse. It should have been done from the beginning, but... Yep. You have a lot of people that are anti-union in the gaming industry, like um, uh, Bernie Sanders, not to get political in any fucking way. Bernie Sanders was one of the only people in recent history that has talked about the idea that uh, video game makers need to unionize. We're, we're not going to get political. We're not going to talk on it. Uh, it's just... There's, there, like all the, all of these video game companies are very anti-union, and I agree with DJ. They need to union up. Yeah, uh, like I said, I mean, the thing is, like, one thing I will give the uh, gaming, uh, the, the gaming companies, especially the big ones, they 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 manage to keep a lid on things very well. You yeah. you have to k- kind of go out of your way to find the stories, but if you find some stories of how uh, formal game employees uh, are treated and how they work, how uh, like the hours they work and the crunch time, it's bad. Like, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Now the people, it was like a stated rumor that uh, some people worked on uh, the uh, the Anthem at uh, oh, BioWare. Yeah, Anthem, yeah, BioWare. Yeah. That was bad, man. Yeah, it's like, like we, they would, like, brace something up, and then, like, there was a scrap and, like, start over from scratch. Like, literally, barely, like, last minute. They did that several times. It got to the point where some employees had, had like, a uh, like a, a mental breakdown. One, one was uh, rumored to actually was crying in the closet. It was like so bad. That was mustard. He's fine now. <laughs> Sorry, Wait, I didn't mustard. hear that. <laughs> he was trying to organize the Epstein file. Um. But. Well, also, Bioware is one of the worst ones. They're one of the worst perpetrators because when it came also to Mass Effect Three and the massive leak that happened, they started cho- trying to chop heads, and nobody knew where the leak came from. Remember, remember all those horror stories that came out about when the leak happened and how the whole company almost fucking imploded. 
yeah. yeah I oh hear yeah. About that. Yeah. So you know, it's crazy. It, it's it's pretty bad, and you know what? The yuck, the yuck cometh, my brethren. Good. I hope they do. I hope honestly. Uh, I, <laughs> I hope that this I hope has. Yeah, I hope that this has to be made into law, and I hope this. The, I hope that unions start to get formed, and and uh, video game makers start to be protected. I really do hope so. I hate for it to go this far, and I hate for this for this to be the stone that turns. But fuck it, you know. <laughs> Where's the mob when you need them? Uh, I, well, Mustard's got a file on that one too, but we're we're gonna move on. Uh, plenty of files we can get into. <laughs> <laughs> doing that JFK assassination. No, no stop. Stop. Let, let him get, get out of his room. The Pruder report. Uh, here's the God, Warren oh report, too, actually. No. Oh, hey. Right EA shareholders reject paying EA executives a bunch more money. 74% of the vote was nay. Not getting into that shit. In June, CTW Investment Group, which works with union-sponsored pension funds to enhance long-term stockholder value, uh, called on Activision shareholders to reject a proposed compensation plan plan for Bobby Kotick, arguing that his extremely generous pay package was grossly out of proportion with the company's performance. I think we all agree. Bobby mm-hmm. Kotick is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Uh, more than 43% of the shareholders voted against the say-on-pay package, uh, the highest level of opposition to CEO compensation in the company's history, but not enough to actually get the job done. <laughs> he still got paid. He still got paid. <laughs> Literally just like, and I'll see you bitches later. I'm Ghost. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Call me crazy like Swayze. Peace. Oh, God. In July, the investment group made the same complaint about Electronic Arts and that its executives, particularly CFO Blake Jorgensen. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. And CTO yeah. Kenneth Moss are making way too much money while the company underperforms and lays off employees at this time. Dude, how many times work. are they going to complain about this? Uh, as long as as long as it keeps happening, dude. Like, like we're losing programmers by the dozens because they're not getting paid fuck all. But Blake yeah, Jorgensen but like, and Bobby Kotick over here are buying their their thirteenth yacht. You know what sucks is that they do it to themselves. They give themselves bonus. They give yeah. themselves huge bonuses. Why, why doesn't anybody stop that? Well, that's what they're trying to do. Like a lot of a lot of this is a uh, shareholders' votes, right? Like so. A, a, a lot of these guys just get an email. Do you want to? Do you want to give bonuses? It's a very vaguely worded email. Are we giving bonuses this year? Yes or no? Oh, well, of course. Yeah, I want to give bonuses. Of course, they don't say who the bonuses are going to, how much the bonuses are, or how those bonuses are distributed. But uh, that's what happens. So literally, this like like we talked about how Blake Jorgensen wrote into uh, some company policy, like, oh, well, if we sell this many games... I get a bonus. And if I get a bonus for selling this mini games, I also get this other bonus for getting the bonus. Remember that shit? This was about four or five shows ago where we talked yeah. about Jorgensen. But um, the, the thing is, is that the wording is so vague. Like, oh, if we sell this many games, oh, how many games did you write into the, uh, to the thing here? Oh, 12. If we sell, what, what 12 million? No. 12. 12 games. If we sell 12 games, I get this $4 million bonus. 
Yeah, that's generally how it works. Who the fuck was who? Okay. Well, and, and like I said, that's what I'm talking about. Is that these investors, these these shareholders, they just get that that rare email that says, "Hey, are we giving bonuses this year?" Yes, we are. Cool. That'd be cool to give some bonuses. Never says who they're going to, why they're going out, what amount. So this is kind of bullshit. So you know what that is? Fraud. Uh, yeah, well, that's what EA was uh, being investigated for by the commission. So uh, it worked That's like last straight time. up fraud. Literally, it's misleading the shareholders. It's, that's fraud. Yes, yeah. yes, you're, you're right. However, legally speaking, it's not fraud because all they're voting on is whether yes or no bonuses go out. Yeah, it's a real gray area. It's horribly the gray. Yeah, the thing is, it's fraud, but technically it's not. It's like one of those. It's like okay, like 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 the uh, like the movie Lord of War. Like uh, uh-huh. you're doing a scene where uh, the UN guy has uh, Nicholas Cage's character, and uh, they're at Russia, and uh, they got the uh, the helicopter and the missiles and stuff like that. And Cage, uh, you know, and Cage is using like a, a stupid bureaucratic loophole to pretty much get away with it. It's kind of like that. It's like it's legal. But it can't legally be proven. Yeah, you know, it's illegal, but it can't legally be proven. Or there's like so many ways to uh... just skirt around it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's the corporate world, dude. It's like its own little thing. It's like it should have its own freaking core, like the freaking military. Yeah, because you there's know, just so much to the 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 gray area of the law regarding this shit is so thick. It's 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 almost impossible to bust. So uh, when this uh, the investment group came to EA and told their their uh, investors, vote now, don't don't vote, don't vote yes for bonuses because it just goes to Blake Jorgensen and Kenneth Moss and maybe one or two people. So they listened, and the the package was rejected by seventy four percent of voting shares. Um, so let's, let's look at this here. So it's remarkable accomplishment because rejection of say on pay plans is extremely rare. A similar Brossi report cited by CTW investment group says that failure rate was just 2.7 in 2019 and 2.6% in 2018. The firm noted that shareholders have taken more of a critical approach when voting on compensation plans, but average support was still over 90%. And that's what, that's what me and DJ are talking about. That average support is usually people just getting a, a, an email. Hey, vague circumstances. Yes or no? No. Yes. There you go. Hmm. Uh, so it says here, um, uh, the backlash was no doubt driven at least in part by some rather extreme jumps in compensation for a number of EA executives. An SEC filing from June, must we get the folder, indicates that Jorgensen's total proposed pay for 2020 fiscal year, including the salary, stock awards, and other, pro- other forms of compensation, is $19.5 million, up from $9.5 million last year. Uh, while Moss is set to receive $14.3 million, up from $7 million last year. Well, they doubled their pay. Yeah, they literally doubled their. their what? That's not a bonus. They doubled their pay. No, no, no. Look, salary, stock awards, and other forms of compensation, which oh, is mostly bonuses. CEO Andrew Wilson is to earn twenty one point four million for the year, a larger sum, but a more modest increase from eighteen point three million last year. 
while Chief Studios Officer Laura Meal is set in line for 16.1 mil, up from 7 mil. Damn, she more than doubled it. And Chief Marketing Officer Chris Bruzo is up for 7.2, up from 6.4 million. Man. Mm. So, shareholders issued a resounding rebuke of electronics <coughs> arcs, deeply flawed executive pay practices that does not incentivize executives to create a long-term value. CTW Investment Group Executive Director Dieter... Whoa, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it. No, DJ can say it. What's in your <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, folks. It's not a racist thing. It's, I, I, I'm not, I don't want to get canceled this year. <laughs> oh, it sounds like a line from Boys from the Hood. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so we have our resident black guy to handle that part. Yep. So we're, so we're safe. So once again, executive director Dieter... Go ahead, DJ. Just say Dieter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Director Dieter said in the statement, this vote is a clarion call for the board to stop piling awards on top of awards for top executives and make sure that the company develops a pay philosophy that is focused on talent development and retention throughout all levels of the company. So, I mean, like, this is just, I mean, it's going into it, but like, we're almost at the end and I'm just, I'm just. I'm I'm kind of done with all this corporate bullshit, and I'm really I'm really I'm I really hope that CTW Investment Group does get other other aspects of uh, unionizing involved, so that this whole bullshit and gets rewritten, like legally speaking, so that this legal language that you know that they use can be rewritten into something that's going to be uh, more productive for like people. Mm-hmm. And and it, and it's like I keep saying, like I hate to involve, literally the government or 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 organizations or shit like that. But come on, dude! Literally, this 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 lady doubled her fucking more than doubled her pay from seven million to sixteen point one million this year. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the. F- Fuck, dude. And this other cat right here who did double, uh, they, they doubled their fucking pay, dude. Like, it's, I'm just like, I can't do it, dude. This, this, this chick, Laura Meal, went for the fucking, went for the throat, though. <laughs> she more than doubled her, like, that, that's impressive. When you're that much of a shark. I'm like, damn. But I hope they start, uh, I hope they start unionizing. I really do. I hope that this whole thing comes together. And people start seeing them for the sharks that they are. Hopefully, I mean, like I mean, we're we're losing we're losing uh, you know creative talent in the video game industry. We're losing it by the dozens because they don't get paid shit. I mean, they work these fucked up hours. You know what I mean? Like like what we were talking about with Bioware and all that. And it's not um, it's not it's not an uncommon practice. You know what I mean? It's yeah, sad but true. I forgot which uh, game, Japanese gaming company it was, but man, they were saying like, uh, you know, they was talking about like horrifying hours and 
like barely any sleep. Don't even like don't even bother going home because you know that was just cut into the the workload. Wasn't it? Was it a Tencent or something like that? I don't know. Like I said, it was a while ago when I read that story. Yeah, because it was a it was a game that was coming out to be pushed on like several platforms. I know which one you're talking about. I just can't remember the the maker. Yeah, but basically, yeah, like if you work in the gaming industry, you get enough people, enough people, you guys need to unionize seriously. Yes, yes, you do. Because I promise you, the higher ups, they're getting paid. They're getting paid really well. And y'all need to go take your knife and get a cut of that fat. You know, I mean, we we, we shouldn't have another Infinity War, uh, Infinity Ward, you know, situation. Situation, yeah. Where 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 they literally met the quota in order to get their bonuses, and they get fired because they had to give them out bonuses. Yeah, it's especially impossible. Like deadlines and shit like that, what they were trying to aim for. But speaking of impossible, let's move on here because honestly, being bogged down in legal speak kind of pisses me off. So, Bioshock 4 seemingly won't take place in Rapture or Columbia. Well, Columbia was a secondary location. It's always been about Rapture. In fact, even in Bioshock Infinite, Rapture is mentioned. Indeed. So uh, I'm not exactly crying over tears over Columbia, but yeah. no Rapture, really? I, I, I highly doubt it. So would you rather live in Columbia or Rapture? Uh, I'm brown. I'm going for Rapture. Yeah, I would kill. I'll probably, I'll probably kill like all of Columbia. You know, I'll probably. Is it really that racist there? there? Yeah, dude. It's Do bad. you not remember the opening fucking scene? Oh yeah, the baseballs. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, throw uh Don't tell I me, friend, you're those. taking your coffee a little darker these days. Like, I come the fuck on, dude. <laughs> All right, my bad. Hey, I'd be fine. Or... We, we would be fine. We, we're pale. We're pale brown people. <laughs> this was still brown, though. <laughs> yeah, gotta nah, fit nah, in. Nah, we'll nah, feel like, like fucking aliens. It'd be great. Like, disguises. Xenomorphs. Remember, like, these are the type of people no. that, if you're, like, if you're, like, one blood, like, just one drop of blood that's not white, you know, no, you're screwed. And the thing is, they could tell. You know, those type of people that you know they could tell. Yeah, they're HP Lovecraft. <laughs> you know, freaking oh trust, you know. God. I see your hair get is not exactly a... Let's get the cat out. No, Where's don't get the cat. Get out? The cat. Don't the get the right? cat. <laughs> Let's get the cat. Bring him out. No. Right? <laughs> Dear God, no. All right, moving on. Moving on. Nee, neighbor. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Neighbor man. Neighbor man. We already had we already had one (laughs) close call with Dieter in the last story. We're moving on. The next battle shock may not be taking place in previous settings, Rapture or Columbia. If recent job listings are in any are any indication, they're not. Game Byte originally reported Monday that the studio behind the new Bioshock game, Cloud Chamber, has had several job listings that seem to hint at what the team is looking to do with the next game of the series. The listing asks for experience with Unreal Engine 4 and experiences in scripted cinematic sequences, uh, amongst other things. What? So what, what? Where does that not point to Rapture? Okay, they're hiring. Hey, hold on. It's not, it's not done yet. At least I don't think it is. So The listing also with. mentions a new fantastical world. What? Hey, so they're hiring, like I said. We want you to help us breathe life into a new and fantastical world. Together, 
We will set the stage for a stunning narrative and systems-driven experience. The latter part is, for, is part of the course for Bioshock, but the former is what's considered a shift away from Rapture or Columbia, considering the team is specifically looking to breathe life into a new world. Or they're, re, they're revamping the original world. The, the language is murky on purpose, you idiots. Whoever wrote this... Uh, no, who must dude get their file, dude? Whoever wrote this is getting an angry email. Okay, they're going next to the Mandela theory. Oh Jesus! Uh, a senior cinematic artist job listing mentions Wes Anderson-like precision and panache to your camera positioning and movements, the ability to create and implement systematic in-game scripted cinematic sequences. Uh, the listing seems to indicate, as you'd expect, that the game will indeed be a first-person shooter like the Bioshocks that came before it. No duh. Development on develop an FPS combat paradigm that is accessible, satisfying, and allows for a high degree of player expression and experimentation within a highly real, reactive world. Uh, look beyond direct conflict, uh, accommodate various playstyles and design encounters that can be resolved through player ingenuity. This is all just Bioshock. None of this points to not being Rapture. Be fantastic. Point of view. Oh yeah, uh, DJ's now a Disney princess too. We confirmed that yesterday. Uh, right, I am. Is DJ and Xenomorph? <laughs> we'll get to that later. There are a few other details we to will? clean. Yes, to clean from these cloud chamber job listings. The senior cinematic an animator uh, requires a good understanding of anatomy and caricature, exceptional skill in animating the human bipedal figure, figure, organic forms, quadrupedal. Yeah, quadrupedal and mechanical objects. None of this seems... I'm sorry, so dude, but thing... none of this is like anti-Rapture or anti-Columbia. They're just hiring people to develop a fucking game. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much just, just let you know it's a new world. Well, no, they, no, none of this language indicates a new world. Hey, what... go back up, go back up, go back up. More, 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 more. Down a little bit. A new and fantastical world. There you go. That's uh, yeah. new and fantastical world. A new and fantastical world to that Cloud Chamber. It. No. New and fantastical world, bro. I don't know. I'm like, it says it right there. None of this... None, all of this language is murky. None of this indicates a, 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 a parting from, from Rapture or Columbia. Like, yeah, none... see, the, the rest of the article is murky as fuck, but that right there, that new fantastical world, that right there is probably the thing that they're basing this entire article on. Just, yeah, those those couple of words, but the rest of this, none of this is indicative that Rapture is being abandoned. We will see. Could you, could you imagine, like, the very first, like, reveal trailer? Rapture's destroyed. Oh. <laughs> that's, right? my, that's my whole reaction. Yeah. <laughs> right, good riddance. And no gods, no kings, no only rapture. man. They are Columbia. Anyway, we're moving on from that because we're. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to fucking uh, get into. Uh. Oh, that's the end of the uh, video game. Yeah, that's shit. the end of the... I don't want to get into Bioshock talk because then we all just take the fuck off and we'll spend all day here. 
So, getting that and moving on. So, DJ, tell us what tell us what issues you've had so far with the Umbrella Academy, because I'm deathly curious. Because you're only two episodes well, in, and you've already developed a hatred for it. I don't have a hatred for it. I just think it's like slow building right now. You know, in the beginning, and like I said, I mean, it's uh, shows like. You know, like super powered, I guess, you know, uh, class, you know, classmates. It's like X Men, X Men like shows. They don't like they don't interest interest me all that much if they're like uh, live action. I think it's because Generation X like left such a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, but uh, like you know, shows like that really don't interest me all that much. I mean, you look you look at the show Heroes. Honestly, the only thing that kept me going while watching that was Siler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was the he was literally the only character that kept me watching that show. Because otherwise, I could honestly give a fuck less about anybody else. Oh, he was the only person actually acting on the show. <laughs> I mean, let's not let's not hold on. Let's not sugarcoat this shit. Uh, I got, I can't remember his fucking name. He plays he plays the new Spock too. Um. I should know his name. Um, is it with a, is it with a fucking... Did this spell yeah, with an yeah, E? I forgot the S. Yeah, the S. No, it spelled it with an E. <laughs> Alright. So, hold on. Where's the goddamn... Zachary Quinto. Or Quinto. Yeah. The new Spock, who is an amazing actor. Let's not fucking, let's not sugarcoat shit. In that series, he was the only one genuinely acting. Yeah, that's true. Everybody else was just running lines, it felt like. And, like, the second time he lost to Siler was the second time I was out. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. This is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Exactly. I mean, it's how this power is just so freaking cool. I mean, it's so simple, but it's so powerful. The ability to know how things work. Yeah. God, that's so that's so ingenious. Yeah, to figure but, it out, to, to, to work out the, mecha, the, the machinations of it. You know, and alter his own body to use it. But everybody else, everybody, everybody else, it, 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 it just seemed like line readings. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. like, uh, what's his name? This kid right here. He he was also really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was all right. Hiro but... Nakamura. Yeah, he's he's yeah. actually a really good actor. He really subtly played. Um, he, he he does a lot of cool stuff. But like, hmm. I'm sorry. Once again, just the the idea that nobody else on the but... show really gave a fuck, and 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 I think and I think you're right in saying that you, you've kind of based your your experiences off of two or three very bad shows. Yeah. Um, Have you seen uh, Heroes uh, Mustard? No, I haven't. It just never interested me. You should yeah. watch the first five episodes. Season. Yeah, at least the first season, I guess. No. No, Why? that's too long. That's too much. Okay, uh, I'd say the first five to six, the five to seven episodes is more than enough. 
And that's what that's what pretty much rounds out the whole show for you? That's it. The entire show is the first five to seven episodes. Everything else in the fucking show is just a rehash of that. <laughs> that's fucked up. Yeah, like... Uh, Am I wrong, though, I mean, DJ? It was fascinating. Yeah, I mean, it was fascinating that, you know, seeing these people, you know, discover their powers and how they work and what they do when they find out when they had it. That's why I do like the first season. And Siler, Siler is just awesome. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't get enough of the guy. What can I say? But honestly, after that, when it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm Peter Patelli and I have the power of everybody, you know, and, and, and nothing bad befalls me and I, I, I can do everything, you know, I'm God, essentially. He, he's a really, really, he's CW version of Superman. Yeah. He's he, he's was, Walgreens brand Superman. He's he's Superman if you ordered him from Wish. <laughs> Dollar store Superman. Yeah. Am I wrong though? Well, you're not wrong. And, has, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and none of the fucking charm, by the way. Right. I mean, specifically, like basically, folks, if you've never seen Heroes, Peter Patelli's power pretty much works like Rogue uh-huh. from the X Men. But the thing is that while Rogue actually has to touch people, and if she touches them, well, <laughs> they fall into a coma or worse. Peter Bertelli, all he has to do is he doesn't, he doesn't have to touch people. He just has to be near them, and he uh-huh. has their powers permanently and somehow full control over them. Yeah, full knowledge how to, how to wield them, work them, and everything else. It's, oh my gosh. Except for Siler's power. Which is, I, I always thought was hilarious, because he never gains Siler's power. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, the thing is, like, I think it was, like, rumored that he had Siler's powers. It's just that he never had to use them, because he's already, like, a freaking, he's a power sponge. You know, while while Siler actually has to work out the scientific mechanics and, like, and, like, literally the biology of how these powers work inside the mind. Well, I mean, like, like, there's there's always been theories that that Peter and Sandler had the exact same power. It's just then how they utilized it was two very different things. While Peter was supposed to be the kind, good guy Superman type, yeah, Sandler was more the Lex Luthor, by any means necessary type. And there's always been that that theory out there. But the, but the creators of the show, as we know, are lazy fucks. So they've never confirmed or denied it. Yeah, and you really see the laziness as the series goes. Yeah. It's like because people are complaining. It's like, what's the point of us following Peter if he could do all these powers? Then so the writer said, "Oh, uh, he has the same power, but now, he, but now we can only do it one at a time. As before, he could literally do everything at once, no problem. And uh, oh, now he's mentally tortured. What? Yeah, for some reason." For some reason, like we we knew his we knew his story, we knew his background. There was no mental anguish bullshit there, but because they kind of wanted to make him an edgier Superman, they gave him this bullshit backstory that all of a sudden he remembers because he gets some power of regression or some bullshit. This is like, come the fuck on, dude! Shut the fuck up. He's a Boy Scout. He's a Boy Scout. Leave it at the Boy Scout. You ain't got to fucking make him Dark Superman. Fuck you. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, honestly, after season two, it, it was just terrible. It was like, yeah, no, you, 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 you had a great premise, but I don't think you knew knew where to go with it. 
No. Because that, I mean, I mean I, like the final episode was like them like facing like some guy who has some like weird uh, terraforming powers, like you know, like you know, earth earth bend. He's an earthbender. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, yeah. You know, basically, but he has to have like other superpowers around him to, to, to do the uh, the earth bending. You know, figure that out. Anyway, yeah, no. yeah, just just watch the first seven episodes. If you're feeling adventurous, the first ten. Uh, everything else is just a rehash after that. It's it's a terrible fucking series, but I I think you need to let all this prejudice go when it comes to the Umbrella Academy because one, it's written by a guy who understands actual, genuinely tortured characters. Um. And two, it's written. It's written in such a style that you get more of the character than you do the persona. If that makes any sense, Mustard, help me out with this. I just, I feel like when you overwrite, it shows, and that's the that's the that's the thing that happened here. What do you think? When you it's overwrite, just overwritten. Oh, it's overwritten. Heroes or Umbrella? Oh, are we talking about Umbrella now? Thanks for keeping up. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Okay, we're okay. You gotta, you gotta really be like a little bit more specific here. Okay, what are we talking about? I'm sorry, because we're talking okay. about heroes, and now we're talking about umbrella. What? What? No, what, I, literally just, I literally just, I literally just said, I think you need to drop your prejudices from this other show when looking at Umbrella Academy, because oh, umbrella, yeah, yeah, yeah. because Umbrella Academy is written by somebody who actually understands real tortured characters. Oh, dude, dude, yeah, no, oh my god. Heroes sounds overwritten, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm not gonna like, lie. Like, Heroes sounds like it ruined itself by trying to be more intricate of a story than it needed to be. Yeah. But it ended yeah. up just looking stupid. That's what it sounds like to me, right? Uh, yeah, no, you're is. not wrong. Yeah, yeah so, it... so Umbrella Academy, right? When you look at it as a show, it's kind of... And, 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 and I, I hate to be this guy, but it's kind of perfect like it's it, and i'm being serious because it's got humor it's got character development it's got uh plot points that actually make sense it's got um it, it's worked its way around time travel which is impossible for most people in cinema and it, it, has, all the it action... has a couple of red herrings but those are good ones the red herrings are are the ones that are typical in time travel <laughs> you know what i'm you know talking what I mean? about though yeah, 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 I know exactly. But those, are, those, like I said, those are kind of typical in time travel. You know what I mean? You yeah. kind of like can't, it's hard to pinpoint because it's kind of like a... But they work around it. They work around it. They make everything make sense. Um, it's great. It, the Umbrella Academy is probably one of my favorite shows of all time. I'm not even kidding. Like, of all time. I can respect that. You know what I mean? Like I said, that's why I'm giving it a shot. Like I said, I definitely see something there. Yeah. I mean, I am... Like slowly getting rid of my prejudice because uh, the boys really help with that. It's really oh, yeah. helping with that. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I yeah. mean, you know that whole take of, and I think a more realistic take. We, if you really had did have superpower individuals, it's pretty much uh, what's his name? Uh, you know, from the X Men, the the, the the mutant hater, uh, Gordon Mystique's yeah. son, her mm -hmm. second son, I think. Uh, fuck, I forgot his name. Lockwright. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, huh? Lockwright. Was it Lockwright? Or was it Locke? Uh, well, uh, fuck, I can't remember. I can't remember his name. Is it, it, it was Mystique's second son? Uh, God, fuck! 
I can't freaking remember. Creed, Creed something. Mr. Sabretooth Mystique said Creed. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, um, it, it, it's pretty much his, uh, what he's always been ranting about, like, you know, with, with the boys. Because I, I always agreed. It's like, no, it's like when you have these in the power out individuals that can literally basically do like what the rest of us can only dream about. No, it's like it, it only uh, it, it, it only makes sense that like uh, like maybe like half most, maybe even all of them eventually would pretty much uh, get God complexes. Oh, Soups is the most it, susceptible to this. By the way, if you hear slurping in the background, that's a that's Orion, the official VT Network doggo, came in to get some water. All the water, apparently. <laughs> He's a thirsty boy. But uh, yeah, I, I think I think I think you do need to just get rid of the prejudices. Go into this with God. I don't I don't want to say expectations or hope, but. Like me and me and Mustard build it up a lot, and it is really it is such a good series because we recognize uh, the storytelling elements in it, and you know the way the way that it progresses. And Mustard's right; they did figure out how to do time travel ridiculously well. So um, this is just something you need to just keep in mind when you go forward. All right, fair enough. Is time travel? Yeah, I know, I know. Like we yeah. know, we 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 threw our hand at time travel, and it didn't work out for us. Yeah. So, but no, like I said, I will. Yeah, like I said, I me. Mean, so far, it's interesting what I'm seeing. So I'll continue watching it. And uh, so far, I mean, I, it might be like the next episode. I may actually might, might uh, break the mold for me. From what, from what I think I'm so. Yeah. I, I think once uh, I think once a certain event happens, you're going to be really interested. All right, all right, cool. Let's take a look here. Airbnb is renting out overnight stays in the last black bu- blockbuster on Earth. Airbnb, Airbnb announced that residents of Bend, Oregon, can rent out the entire Blockbuster store fitted with overnight accommodations for a select few days in September. Furthermore, the Blockbuster will be fitted with 90s themed sleepover decor so that guests can really relish in the nostalgia. Oh my god, look at that. Dude, look at that. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. If I lived in Oregon, I I'd do that. Bro. I would have I would, I will have a steal. Oh, I will host a so steal cool. red blockbuster. Oh my goodness. Jeez, Look that at is this. so 90s. Look at this. Even oh the freaking my. bed spread. That is f- the fucking tables and everything. Holy shit. Uh, we might have to fund VHSers. a trip. We might have to fund a trip to Bend or to Bend, Oregon, just to stay here for a night. We might have to fund this, guys. <laughs> right? Oh my God! Actual VHSs, video players. Man, that takes wow. me back. Uh, when you put in a video and Warrior's gonna get freaking Just beat caught up in the blockbuster sleep. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Jesus, look at all the reactions. 
What's all the K-pop reactions? Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking at this, and I'm just like, dude, we might have to fund this. We might have to fund this. No, we're not going to fund it. Yeah, people, help us out. We might have to just, you know... Oh, man. That looks so cool. It really does. As the last standing location in the world, our blockbuster store is an ode to movie magic, simpler times, and a sense of community that once could be found in blockbuster locations around the world. Over the past few months, we've been missing the regular visits from friends, neighbors, and tourists from around the world, so we're opening our store to three quarantine pods of Deschutes County guests for our socially distanced movie night, just like those of the decades of the past. On August 17th at 1pm, Deschutes County residents, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong by the way folks, uh, can book a sleepover in the store for one night only on either September 18th, 19th, or 20th. Each booking allows up to four people. Each night will cost just $4. It's going to cost us more money to go there than it is to rent the B&B. <laughs> where is it again? Uh, where is that? Uh, it's uh, Bend, Oregon, bro. <coughs> Jesus Christ! Okay, no. Uh, you guys, can, we, we we can all fly to me, and we can drive there. <laughs> right. So help us out, fund us. <laughs> if if this if this extends past September, we're doing this. We're we're gonna fund this somehow. Guests staying in the store will have access to the entire store, will be cleaned prior to arrival in accordance to Airbnb's enhanced cleaning protocol, which is in which. Huh? His informed by recommend what? Okay. Guests will be given face masks, disinfectant wipes, and hand sanitizers as well. As you can see, the pictures attached to the tweet above. The overnight stay includes access to video games, Pepsi, resonance, popcorn, and of course, movies. People wishing to get a look at this temporary Airbnb setup can also do so at regular store hours for a limited time. Our blockbuster is open because of the incredible local uh, local community in Bend, Oregon, and we're grateful. Uh, to have the support of those beyond our town, as well as the wait, as, as the coronavirus pandemic <gasps> has impacted. I know. I'm quoting. Uh, to celebrate and pay it forward in this tradition of support, Airbnb will make a donation to the Humane Society of Central Oregon, a longtime partner of ours. Okay, so I need, I need to just hold on. I need to see this. Hold on. <laughs> He's Google mapping it, folks. I am. I need. I need to know. Oh, oh my God! No, nope. is a drive. Nope, we are not driving there. I'd rather <laughs> yeah, just drive there myself, dude. Seriously, that's two thirds the country right there for us. You might as well fly oh to us, God. and then we'll all drive up there. It might take less. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Hold on. Oh, no, 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 no. Illinois, huh? I don't... <laughs> yep. It eight takes hours less, less time! <laughs> eight hours less. Oh, my God. So you're going to fly here. We're going to drive up there, there, bud. <laughs> oh, no. Jeez, what please. the fuck, dude? It takes less time. Uh, I can see why. I can see why we're Just at... because you live out of El Paso doesn't mean you're closer to everything, guy. Shut the fuck up. I'm bad with geography, <laughs> right? I'm bad with geography. Leave me alone, all right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't... 
the disparity of my knowledge in in geography has just become appalling. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, that's bad, bro. That's really that's that, really bad. That's yeah. a big difference. Eight that's, hours is a big difference. That's a bad yeah, one. For shame. No, yeah, for like that. I I suck at geography. I suck at it. I always have. Holy balls. <laughs> We might have to fund this though. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll figure it out. Okay, so okay, on. give me a second here, because that was kind of <laughs> shocking with how stupid I am. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, <laughs> shit. Jamie Fox says he's playing Spawn in the new movie reboot. Bim bim bedin. I don't know. I don't, I don't... He might be able to Jamie Foxx? Oh, God. Yeah. Jamie Foxx says why he is playing Spawn in the movie reboot. The Academy Award winner is set to, follow, uh, set to what? start as the famous anti-hero Anton McFarlane's upcoming remake of Spawn. Created by McFarlane, Spawn is an iconic... I can't read today. Is a comic oh. that was first published in 1982 by Image Comics, and as of 2019, is the longest-running creator-owned comic book series. The comic was previously adapted into a live-action film in 1997 with a rated R version and a rated PG-13 version, uh, starring Michael J. White and John Leguizamo, who played <laughs> probably the best rendition of the clown I could ever think of. I don't right. think anybody I'm else pr- could do that. I'm impressed he got through it all, but... yeah. Man. Uh, though the movie was overall poorly received by critics, it was praised for being one of the first superhero movies to feature a black character as the lead, and has since become a cult classic. Yeah. Was was Spawn Black the original character? Yes. yes. What the hell? <laughs> yes, he was black. Spawn has always been black, bro. I, I was trying to remember because there was this whole controversy surrounding Spawn being black, and I couldn't remember... If it was the comic or the movie, but yeah, okay. So he since no, he was, it, it was both. Yeah, no, hey. McFarlane literally said it. Like people's like, oh, why is he a black character? It's like, okay, fine. Why is he a white? Well, well, well it's like, okay, so why do a white character? Yeah, he, he was being he, called a couple. He was being called a bunch of things, like and like. So that's why I couldn't remember if it was the movie or the comic that he was black in because he was like uh, McFarlane was called more than a few names. Yeah, no, he, he's black in both. Yeah, like a lot of the people are saying, like, you know, so uh, why is he black? And before I was like, why not? Yeah, what the fuck do I, why, why should I, why should I make him white? Like, you have no fucking reason other than to question his race. You're a prick. And he yeah, was, I mean, he was being called, uh, he, he was called a panderer. He was like, oh, you're just trying to go for the minority thing. And he was like, no, it's because that's who the character is. Fuck you. So that's kind of yeah. what I was trying to remember. Like, cause I was like, he, cause he got called a panderer, uh, a race traitor. Remember that one? He got death threats yeah. from the KKK. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, dude. Like the comic book commission even, uh, threatened to like kick him out. He didn't give a fuck. Like it, it was, it was weird. It was really weird. That's why I was like trying to just like trying to remember that because I was like, that was a really, really strange thing for this to happen in 1992 for promoting a black superhero. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you remember that shit, right, DJ? Like you remember, like yeah, yeah. Like uh, in one interview, uh, he was like, when he was still writing Spider Man, he was actually thinking about doing a a story where Spider Man says like, like you know, this racist asshole, and uh, and the guy said something about racist, and like he was gonna have Spider Man like literally grab the guy and uh, say, 
what color do you think I am under this mask? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, it was just so shocking that, you know, we're going into the nineties and we still had that, but you know, then again, but it was bad. It was really bad. And they tried to come from McFarlane and that's kind of why, like, uh, it's, it's, it's so strange. Uh, considering McFarlane has written really horrible things, like really, really horrible things. Like some of the short novels he wrote are about genocide, murder, genital mutation in one of them. Remember that one, DJ? Yeah, we will talk about that. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, he actually revamped Spider-Man. Like he was the reason why, he's the reason that now why, you know why Spider-Man is always crouching down and, you know, it has certain movements. You know, McFarlane's art actually started that whole uh, thing in the comics. Yeah, that gargoyle he's, pose. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he's one. He's he's the co-creator of Venom. Yeah. Uh. So you know, you know. So he was able to get away with a lot because you know he he was so good. Like no one literally could deny him. Like, and and I'm glad he did. Like he literally said it. It's like. You know, like you know, why why should it be like this? You know, and if people like demons so much, hell, I'll create a I'll create a comics about angels. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, it, it's it's so weird to see him, you know, in in this position and um, kind of like what's going on with the whole Ellen thing. Like a lot of people say that Todd McFarlane is a dickhead, and I'm like, he has every right to be. Since since the, since the '80s, when he started working in comic books, he's kind of been shit on. For not only pushing narratives of, of female characters and for people of color, but he's been shit on for trying to push narratives of actual, you know, uh, PTSD as well as, uh, as as abuse survivors. Like these are all things that he starts to, he, he pushes in his comic books. Not a lot of people realize it because it's very subtle and very well done. But he was shit on a lot. So now that we're in like 2019, 2020, when he starts to come out and interviews more and more, and you start to see all these old interviews, people are like, oh my God, Todd McFarlane's a dickhead. And it's like, yeah, dude, he has every right to be. You people have shit on him for 38 years. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. After a while, it's just one of those, fine, fuck you. Yeah. If it's what you want, I'm gonna give it to you. Oh, Black Christmas. That's what it was. That's what that's what the name of the one with the general mutilation was. Remember that? Oh god. Oh okay. Yeah, now you remember. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you pretended yeah. not to, but now you remember it was Black Christmas. Yeah. It was just a short story that McFarlane yeah, wrote. Thank you, for, thank you so much for bringing that back into my mind. <laughs> Oh, that's horrible. All right, so let's take a look at this further. (laughs) McFarlane has spoken about... Spoken? Spoked? Speaked. Spoken. That's correct. Talked? Talked is also correct. About making an R-rated Spawn reboot since the disappointing release of the first film, which was also rated R but ended up being rated PG-13 for the final release. After years of speculation, the reboot finally gained traction when Fox signed on to the film in 2018. It also announced that Jason Blum, hey, Mustard, Blum is on it, was producing the film with McFarlane writing and directing. Doesn't mean much... You love Jason Blum. That's the guy from Blumhouse. No, literally. I know, but like he's just producing it. it no, he's much. writing and directing. Oh, oh shit! Okay, you know, you know what? Then we might have something. 
The likelihood of the project ever being made became really slim for fans when rumors circulated that Fox, who said he had been interested in the role since 2013, was dropping out of the project. However, a statement by McFarlane, in which he mentioned that an Academy Award-winning guy was leaving the project, was misinterpreted, and McFarlane explained that he was referring to a writer on the film instead of Fox. Now Fox, who was said to star in the movie, explains why he wanted to take on this iconic character. I really hate. I really hate Jamie really Fox. Care? Well, I, I we I want to hear his reason. I said, bro, I know that one day you will do this movie, and I hope you will keep me in mind. What Black Panther did was let us know that it's so necessary, and it's the time. Oh God, and Spawn is just interesting character in itself. The heads that are being put together to bring you something special. Look out! Uh, he made it a race thing. God, this yeah. Guy's an idiot. Wait, wait, so why do you hate Jimmy Fox? You know, just for clarification. Because he's an idiot. Well, one, he's an idiot. Two, he did go to our hometown, El Paso, Texas, uh, was supposed to perform at the comic strip, uh, wanted his entire posse comped to get into the club. And when uh, Dan from the comic strip wouldn't do it, uh, Jamie Fox got on several radio interviews uh, after not performing that night did not refund the tickets didn't do anything he just had a hissy fit because uh even though fox is married at the time he had a whole bunch of let's just say girls with him um when dan didn't want to let them into the club he threw a hissy fit walked off didn't refund any of the money left the show uh with a two-hour window just gap and then went on uh the next few days several in several uh interviews saying that the comic strip was a horrible place to perform and that Dan was a prick. All because he just wouldn't get his whole posse comped. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Go figure. Well, but, <clears throat> he's an asshole. Yeah, he's an asshole, essentially. He's also very like notoriously very difficult to work with as far as movies go. Which is why he stars so little in them now. Is because honestly, he's just like everybody's like, I'd rather just not put up with you and just fuck the fuck off. As for as for Black Panther and uh, Jamie Foxx's words, uh, where the fuck have you been since Blade, prick? <laughs> no, in all in all reality, where the fuck have you been? Why, why didn't Blade blip on your radar? You, you gotta go to Black Panther, to the MCU, which Blade is essentially in. Like, it, it just goes to show you, like, just how limited this guy's knowledge is. He goes to the first thing he can think of, and that's Black Panther and not Blade. Like, if this was if this was DJ's statement, DJ would go all the way back to Blade. Or even the original, uh, the original Spawn with Michael J. White. Mm-hmm. But this idiot is so short-term memory and out of touch with the actual entertainment industry, he just goes to Black Panther. So, uh, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, no, I would, I would literally say, uh, yeah, you know, it was like if you're gonna go, go to the beginning, uh, go to the beginning. We wouldn't have an MCU without freaking Blade. Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't even have a good Blade without Todd McFarlane. Right. So, oh boy! Nah, fuck that guy. Oh dear God, no, no, no! Oh, it's coming! Let... It's coming! No, say it! No, say it! God 
damn it. The new Star Wars holiday special is coming to Disney <laughs> going to Disney Plus in Lego. Can't oh, mess up if it's Lego. God damn it. <laughs> you can watch this one, it's in Lego. I don't want it. I don't want you it. Want it. You no. want it. Take no. it. <sighs> because no one can forget the classic perfection <laughs> that is Star Wars, Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Hold on, I just seriously developed a headache like instantly. Oh my god. A new Star Wars holiday special is coming to Disney Plus using Lego characters and a time travel plot that references the original disastrous version. The original Star Wars holiday special has gone down in history as not only the weirdest piece of Star Wars content, but arguably one of the most embarrassing Christmas films of all time. The ill-advised special was broadcast over the holiday season in 1978 with an attempt to cash in on the massively popular franchise in between the first movie and its sequel, uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, there's, no, uh, there's, no hmm? argue, there's no arguably about it at, at, at all. <laughs> Mustard, yeah. have you seen the holiday special? Yes, he has. Yeah. I made yes. him watch it. <laughs> I forgot it existed. Thanks, assholes. <laughs> if, if, if DJ has to remember Black Christmas by Todd McFarlane, you gotta remember the Star Wars holiday special. <sighs> I don't have to remember shit, yeah, guys, you do. okay? Shut up. Featuring the original actors Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and the now-deceased Carrie Fisher, rest in peace. We oh. love you and miss you very, very much. The infamous special focused on a Wookiee celebration called Life Day, which was a replacement for Christmas. It was almost immediately disowned by the actors as well as George Lucas. However, it had a second life in recent years with fans watching the embarrassing kitsch show because it was so bad, it's funny. Hamill had previously referenced how awful it was... Uh, not gonna read that. And the Mandalorian director wow. John Favre half jokingly suggested resurrecting it last year. Why won't you read? I'll read it. He asked Donald Trump to pardon it as a president. As a president. Why the fuck wouldn't you read that? That's stupid. I. <laughs> uh, because when you look up the statement, it's actually a mockery, and it's an, it's tied in with a whole bunch of political shit. It's it's not an actual. Dude, it, it's ask part for a of pardon. a fucking article, and we're a podcast that's covering an article. Calm down, Fair Alexa. Enough. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I just didn't want people to dive down that rabbit now, hole. Now Disney reveals that it has gone ahead and created a new Star Wars holiday special, but this time it's been done in Lego. The new special, which drops on Disney Plus on November seventeenth, will acknowledge the original, making gentle fun of its bad reputation. It would also feel the current crop of Star Wars characters with Rey traveling back in time. Through Star Wars universe and meeting several characters, including a young Luke Skywalker, Obi Wan, Emperor Obi -Wan. Palpatine, and Darth Vader, on the way. I'm watching it. Yeah, I'm watching it too. It sounds pretty Please. dope. <laughs> the I news doesn't mention bad. whether the special will feature the original actors providing the voice performances for the characters, but it hints that some actors will make cameos. It wouldn't reveal who, though obviously not wanting to spoil anything. You can bet, though, Hamill would be keen to lend his voice to the show, given his previous Star Wars voice cameos and his enthusiastic participation in the Star Wars fan culture. Yes, no one is a bigger Star Wars fan than Mark Hamill. Um, That's true. 
On the other hand, if Ford appears, it will be a huge surprise. The growth factor is known for not being a fan of the franchise. That's true. He hated it. And will likely require a huge paycheck to step into the recording booth for the special. However, the likelihood of the newest stars having voice cameos is higher, given that they are still closely attached to the franchise. And they love it. One thing for sure is Lego Star Wars Holiday Special is unlikely to be anywhere near as bad as the 78 original. In fact, based on the description provided by Disney, this could be quite fun to tongue-in-cheek special that plays with its dubious origins while also poking fun in Star Wars as a whole. I hope, I hope, nice. I hope it's terrible. So in this shot, we got <clears throat> Finn, Rey, Poe, um, Rose, and Chewie. I hope it's terrible. It will I, be. I want it to be so bad. All right, so it's going to be bad. I dude. want them to top themselves. I'm sorry, dude. It's it's hard when you have a holiday special. <sighs> when they're actually doing an instruction video. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? Here's I, how to treat yourself. Step one. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. I don't know about this. I don't... All right, we'll we'll put a vote out. It will, if, if if we'll put a vote out on our Twitter and maybe on our Facebook, mustard will take mustard mustard will take care of it, and see if people want us to roast the Star Wars holiday special. We could. How long is it? About an hour. Yeah, oh. Right. Hey, yeah, oh. it's about it's around an hour. It's not even a full length movie. How Terminator Two pulled off one of its best CGI best. Effects no, was no, CGI. No, 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 no. I can answer no. that. They used her, no. they used uh, Lyndall Hamilton's twin. Yeah. So let's dead that and move on. Because Christ, man, I can't think of the holiday special. Oh man, oh man. We have a new number one. Oh, gee, fuck me, God damn it! Watermelon sugar by Harry hey, Styles. You see what I'm saying? You gotta fucking you, you your words <laughs> turned around and bite bitch you right in the fucking ass, bitch. This How do you feel about yourself? <laughs> Wait, what happened? Huh? What happened? Huh? It bit me right in the dick. I'm not gonna lie. Wait, what happened? No, because like last week he was bitching about not having any actual artists on here and. <laughs> and then I tried to defend Harry Styles, and this this asshole was like, "No, fuck that! No, no, fuck Harry Styles!" And look at him now. We're listening to his song because he's number one. Well, there you go, asshole. <laughs> you feel you feel better about yourself a little bit. I do. I feel good. I feel good about this. <laughs> Rockstar by the baby has fallen. What's popping? Uh, by Jake Harlow has stayed the same. Uh, Blinding Lights is up to number four. Roses by Saint Jean. Uh, My Future by Billie Eilish is up. Savage Love by Josh685 and Jason Derulo. That sounds like eh. a really bad gamer name. Josh685. <laughs> Carter begin by Taylor Swift has been slapped the fuck down all the way oh, down to number Christ, eight. bro, because that song sucked ass. Go Crazy by The Woman Beater, Chris Brown and Young Thug, is at number nine. Blueberry Fago by Lil Mosey, uh, one of the littles, is it at number also 10. dumb. I, I really want to try Fago. It's is that any bad. good? Oh, Fago's terrible, dude. Oh, it's, it's not uh, bad. Damn. 
It's, ter- it's so sweet. It's so fucking it's sweet. really, really, really sweet, yeah. Uh, Before You Go by Louis Capaldi, uh, number 11. Adore You, Harry Styles, number 12. Savage, uh, the Carol Baskin song by Megan Thee Stallion, yeah. <laughs> number 13. Uh, Break My Heart by Dua Lipa. Damn, Posty got moved up four spots. Look at that. Uh, I Hope, and then Circles by Posty rounds up number 16. So we're not going to go all the way to 20, but there you go. So let's fucking let's hear that number one. Let's take a look at the number one video, the number one song in the nation. What the fuck? This video is dedicated to touching me. <laughs> May eighteenth. What the? F- That's pretty funny though. Come on, bro. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I admit that. That's pretty funny. That is. All right, I'm calling funny. Kyle Buck on this one. Jesus. Videos directed by Joe Biden. <laughs> Can you guys hear that? Yeah. Yes. Alright, cool. So I finally fixed the issues. We're good again. You know what's funny? Is that it's off sync with the video. <laughs> it's, if it's not one thing, it's the other. It's the fucking Whatever, it's fine. At least I can no, hear the song. Like, honestly, the video is a little out of sync with him singing. That's weird. I'm, uh, I'm waiting to be impressed. I want your belly. Huh, okay. DJ, don't make that, don't make that joke. No, what? How else do you describe this? I, I would say like a tribute to like weird 70s production, but... I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's supposed to be like an allegory or something, but this is stupid. It looks like a cult photo. Doesn't it though? Like, like it would have the caption, taking one hour before they drank the Kool-Aid. I don't <laughs> World peace through watermelon. Now, watermelon sugar. Ah. 
Yes, you like watermelon. You you've made that very clear. I stand by my statement. The song sucked. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's better than most of the other shit on the top fucking twenty, but it it's not good. Uh, DJ, what do you think, man? Uh, you're right about the seventy montage, but good lord, like I'm sorry, dude. Watermelon porn. I mean, uh, these people were getting off on watermelon. Did you see how some of them were just biting that watermelon? Yeah, better than sex to some of them apparently. I mean, there's jokes to be made. I'm just not gonna make them. Uh, I like the beginning of the video where he was just calmly sitting there, nice watermelon breakfast, along with you know bread and juice and all that. But just because they have breakfast, and like honestly, the song is so overproduced. I really couldn't just get anything out of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's so busy. There's so many sounds going on. Like his voice is almost drowned out, or it's just it's become part of the track, and there's no distinction between his voice and the rest of it. So I don't I don't know. Like I, maybe I'm just being a little bit too harsh on it. Like, but honestly, I'm just not impressed. Yeah, like, I mean, like, I'm not gonna say it was bad, but okay. So I, I, I I'm not gonna. Okay. To, okay, me back. to me, it sucked. To me, I, I'm not. I'm not impressed. Uh, uh, the, the track itself is ridiculously heavily overproduced. So let me put it to you this way: it's like a, it's like a male version of Doja Cat. No, because Doja Cat's fun, and she's in on the joke. Like this guy thinks he's actually creating art. No, he's not. He's literally in on the joke too, bro. Well, when I see proof of that, I'll believe it. If you, it's because yeah. It's because you have to like you have to know Harry Styles. He got a lot of shit for being no, no, I'm serious. And just like just like you have to know Doja Cat, like seriously, he got a lot of shit for being in One Direction, like a lot of shit. And and he was one of those artists that that nobody thought he thought nobody would take him seriously after all of that. So he started making really good music, and he's kind of proven himself as a artist he really has and he's also taken a lot of shit like he he loves the memes from one direction i think dick pics got leaked of him yeah like way yeah. back and he performed on stage with a sock on his dick to show that he didn't give a fuck i don't think it was dick pics i think it was nudes i think so like straight up but, nudes but that's what i'm saying like he he's he doesn't take himself too seriously and that's what i like and you could see that in his music. You could see that in him, in his like personality. Like he's not, he's not Drake. He's not fucking um, any of those other people that we saw on the number one list. He's not. Look at how much money I have. Look at this. No, he's not that person. I like, I like Harry Styles. Good dude. Good dude. Well, if what you're saying is true, and we can find out more later. Um, I can respect that. Yeah, I can totally respect that. Like, like, like that's that's totally cool. And. Like I said, for me, it's just one of these issues that I have to see it to believe it. And okay. as as far as I'm concerned, uh, I'm just judging this track. Him not having anything to do with it on a personal level, the track itself yeah. is way overproduced. Underwhelming. Underwhelming. Very underwhelming. Way overproduced. Just like Doja Cat, it was underwhelming. The music itself was underwhelming. It's catchy. It's nice, but it's like okay. Yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just not impressed. Good for him yeah. for making number one. Like congratulations, yeah, homie. We Fuck celebrate yeah, your we celebrate your success. Way to go. I'm really happy that this new wave of like vintage sounding music is like making its way it's, to the top yeah. charts. Like that makes me happy. I mean, we don't have any fucking rock left. There's no more rock and roll. There's no more metal. The closest thing we got is 
Post Malone right now. <laughs> Fuck. Trapped. Dude, the closest thing we have is Trapped. And Trapped is a fucking meme. They are now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are now. Hey, what'd they do? <laughs> They're, uh... Oh, boy, what? <laughs> I mean, I haven't followed Trapped in, like... R- Mustard, long, write honestly. that down. Write that okay, down. Post we'll show, talk post about show, it post in the post show. show. Write that yeah, down. Don't let me forget. Uh, Bob Mould teases solo career spending box set with lots of rarities. Who the fuck is Bob Mould? I don't know, but he's doing a solo career. (laughs) (laughs) Mustard, do you know who Bob Mould is? Uh, if, if you, if you asked me, I would not be able to tell you anything. So Bob Mould will chronicle three decades of his career that came after his breakup, of Husker Du. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Fucking <laughs> dumbasses. I really cleared it up for you. That might... That's the one. That's the guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right, I'll just read this. What was the fuck on? Because honestly, like, I got nothing. I got, that was embarrassing. <laughs> the collection, named Distortion, 1989 to 2019, will contain 24 CDs, the 18 studio albums he recorded as a solo artist, and the former frontman of Sugar, four live albums, two albums of rarities and collaborations will come out October 2nd. The first installment of a vinyl version of the box set will be uh, available who, who, the who same day. Who brought this to us? Who, who picked this fucking, who picked this article? Uh, the DJ has a Bob Mould tattoo somewhere i'm now convinced of it Damn right man you gotta know i was totally <laughs> about to mention this like, i love this new sounding vintage style with these guys with the weekend and everything i love it so the weekend has officially publicly donated three hundred thousand dollars to the beirut explosion relief um I got the guy. This guy is just too cool. Uh, the weekend has made a donation of three hundred thousand dollars to Global Aid for Lebanon to assist victims of the Beirut explosion, which killed more than two hundred people and destroyed the central hub in the capital city on August fourth. Uh, Wasim Sal Slavi. Mm. Manager for the. <laughs> Manager for the weekend announced a donation on social media and thanked Live Nation for their additional $50,000 in contributions. Sal and his wife, Rima Faki, who were born in Lebanon, donated $250,000 to the fund and have been mobilizing relief efforts for the country over the last over That's the last like half week. a million dollars. Holy shit. Uh, both immigrated to the weekend's really? home country of Canada in their youth. So that is five hundred and f- no six hundred thousand dollars total from the weekend. Starting basically. from the weekend, wow! With a carrying a flask, where with a flask. <laughs> I love this man. I love this man. <laughs> I- ask him if he's heard about Husker Du. Look at him! <sighs> he's just he's. Just- He's chilling. No fucks given. I am so honored and humbled to work with both artists who have such deep care for the world right now, for our brothers and sisters of Lebanon who are in pain and need our help. Sal wrote, I want to thank my brother The Weeknd for his generous and class act. 
Oh, does this seem wrong? Of donating $300,000 to the Global Aid. In June, the weekend made several large donations to charities, including $200,000 to BLM and the, and the Colin Kaepernick Know Your Rights Camp Legal Defense Initiative. Jesus Christ. Yep, that's to bail out people who are getting um, arrested Know for Your Rights Camp Legal Defense Shield. Anyways, $100,000 to national bailout and $500,000 each to the Music Carers COVID-19 Relief Fund and to the frontline health workers at Scarborough Health Network, the health network in Ontario, Canada. Last week, this, he that, hosted this a man, virtual... How much money is that? How much money is that? $300,000? Um, $1.5 The weekend Dude. made several large donations, including $200,000, $100,000, and uh, five hundred thousand dollars. That's eight hundred thousand so combined with the six thousand dollars above. That's one point four million dollars that the weekend has given away to charity in the last two months. Jesus fucking Christ, this man! Last week he hosted a virtual concert on TikTok that wasted. Jesus, that raised three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the platform's Equal Justice Initiative. Okay, well I don't trust TikTok though. Honestly, I don't fucking trust TikTok. They I... probably kept every fucking penny of that. They can't. They're an American company and thus are liable for any donations that have to go through them and are subject to the Public Relief Information Act. So that is 1.75, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, $1.75 million that The weekend has essentially raised and or donated to charities. And I'll say it again, I've said it several times in the show, but I'll say it again. I'm really proud of this new generation of stars, actors, and musicians who have... Uh, is, uh, TikTok is a Chinese video sharing social network service owned by ByteDance. ByteDance headquarters is in Beijing. It's a Chinese company. The US, uh, the U.S. servers are owned by a U.S. company. Yeah, but the headquarters of corporate offices are in China. It's a Chinese company. It literally just said a Chinese-owned company. Yes, dude, a Chinese-owned company. If the donations are raised in America or in Canada, they're still subject to the laws of America and Canada. If they're raised in China, they're subject to their laws. We can't take a look at their finances. We have... Just, you, know how, you know how I am with, with donations, dude. Twitch can do whatever the fuck they want with their donations. I get Every it. stream... Yeah, I don't know. I don't trust that. But I'm glad this is happening, though. Weekend is a wonderful man. He's getting drunk in public with his manager. That's fucking awesome, dude. Oh, I love that picture. There's more to it, too. Hold on. Yeah. Wonder, wonder why you're wearing uh, shades there. <laughs> uh, well, he's he never... I, I think he never breaks the character unless he has to. Um, but anyways, I, I, once again, I'm really proud of this new generation of stars and actors. And I think it's really cool that, you know... Well, some of them. Well, a lot of them. I mean, we, we, we've talked before about people and their charitable acts and people refusing to not let to, to people refusing to let their fans be disappointed in them. You get like you get me? Like so this is just uh this is really cool. And I, I'm I'm really happy that the weekend is doing this. And I kinda wanna check out what I wanna see if anybody recorded the virtual concert on TikTok because I'm really interested in seeing that. So, let's move on from... Oh, Jesus Christ, DJ, really? <laughs> yes. It's, it's music and it's news, so read it. <laughs> you love having that power over me because I'm the host, huh? <laughs> Don't you, fucker. 
Three. <laughs> R. Kelly associates are arrested for attempting to intimidate victims. Bim, bim, bedin. Jesus Christ, this is terrible. <laughs> Three people associated wait, wait, with up. Robert Kelly. Um, is it Robert, right? Yeah. Yep, Look at that yep, face. Yes it is. His name is the Robert. The face of innocence right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I... <clears throat> I got... <laughs> you... you... <laughs> <laughs> you, you that, remember? Is innocent, that is not an innocent face <laughs> you remember uh, <laughs> you remember when we were growing up and in the 90s there was this show called caught on camera yeah yeah and uh it would it would show people like doing stupid things and getting caught on camera for it remember yeah. that one dude that one guy who was robbing a bank and forgot his face covering and looks directly into the camera and realizes he's being recorded do you remember that video uh, no i i don't i know i don't remember that one that's the face <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the face of a man that's 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 holding up a bank and forgot his mask and looks directly into the camera. Oh man, oh, man, let's just read the article, bro. Yeah, let's read the let's read the article. <sighs> that hurts my soul. Richard Arline Kelly's former advisor Donald Russell and Michael Williams were each charged separately for their roles in the alleged harassment scheme. The Department of Justice Eastern District of New York, which is overseeing Kelly's Brooklyn trials on racketeering charges, announced Wednesday. The defendants are separately charged with engaging in multiple crimes that were intended to undermine and subvert the integrity of the incredible just criminal justice system and victimize the women who have come forward with serious allegations of criminal conduct against the defendant Robert, Robert Kelly. Acting U.S. Attorney Seth Duchin said in a chain, uh, whatever. The, yeah, the U.S. Attorney Seth Duchin. Duchin. Oh my God, you went Arnold on that, dude. Duchin. <laughs> Efforts to illegally influence pending federal cases, whether through threats of violence, intimidation, or damage to property, or payments to buy a potential witness silence, will not be tolerated. Said Dushan. <laughs> this summer, one man, Arnold Schwarzenegger, imagine, plays imagine U.S. Attorney movie. Death Ducharme or Seth Ducharme. Dude, imagine, imagine a movie where like Arnold Schwarzenegger gets hired to hunt down Robert Kelly. Head fucking great. I'm just saying, just imagine all this said like in Arnold's voice, like because the defendants are separately charged with engaging multiple <laughs> crimes that were intended to undermine the subvert integrity of the criminal justice system. Efforts to illegally influence pending federal cases, whether through threats of violence, intimidation, damage to property, or payments to buy a potential witness's silence, will not be tolerated. Yeah. Online is charged attempting to corruptly persuade the testimony of an alleged victim in the Kelly case. After a wiretap tap in the first half of 2020. What? 
Preparing to give a payment of $500,000 to an alleged Jane Doe victim in order for her to be quiet. Okay, 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 okay. Russell was charged Wednesday with using the male internet and cellular telephones to attempt to cause emotional distress to other another individual. The Justice, Depart- the Justice Department said Russell is uh, also accused of operating a Facebook page called Surviving Lies that defended R. Kelly uh, following the release of Surviving R. Kelly docuseries. Williams, a relative of the unnamed Kelly, a publicist, is accused of using and attempting... Uh, what? Using and attempting to use intimidation and threats against an alleged victim in the Kelly case, as well as a maliciously damaging and destroying... Oh my god. As what? Maliciously damaging and destroying a vehicle by means of fire and an <coughs> explosive. The latter incident, which took place on June 11, 2020, happened outside the Florida residence of an alleged Kelly victim. These it fucking crimes... blew up her car! Yep. These crimes shook the conscience. Uh, Peter Fitzhugh, a uh, special agent in charge at Homeland Security Investigation. Oh my god, Homeland Security is involved! They got Homeland Security involved?! The men charged today allegedly have shown that there is no line they will not cross to help Kelly avoid the consequences of his alleged crimes, even if it means re-victimizing his accusers. These acts not only fly in the face of human decency, they are a very insult to the rule of law. Holy fuck, dude. Following this, the this arrest Wednesday, fucking re- I know, dude. Oh, 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 even oh, El okay. Chapo's going, hey man, you just don't do that. <laughs> we got protocols and shit, man. You can't be blowing the witnesses' cars. You gotta make sure they're in them first. <laughs> Damn, dude. Damn. I mean, no shit, no shit. He probably would have had better luck like that. He probably would have had better luck killing this person. Fucking moron. All right. It's better to make arrest... it look like an accident. I mean, if you yeah. blow up the car, you, you, you they, they'll get you for intimidation. It's not like I know or nothing. My lawyer says not to talk about it. Ellie lawyer Steve Greenberg tweeted We just learned of the charging of several So-called associates of R. Kelly Without question Robert Kelly had nothing to do With any of these alleged acts By those charged He hasn't attempted to intimidate anyone Or encouraged anyone else to do so No involvement whatsoever Both the COVID delayed Federal (laughs) trial and Chicago federal trial cases uh, Against Kelly are expected to begin Later this year (laughs) <laughs> oh man. Homeland Security, man. Oh, R. Kelly. Oh my god, dude. Homeland Security's literally. Homeland fucking... Security's involved. <laughs> the dude. lawyer's like the lawyer's still like, nope. <laughs> the lawyer's the government. The lawyer the is government, in the goddamn The government is telling you you're fucking up and your <sighs> lawyer's still like, nah. This lawyer, this lawyer is right next to the other lawyer, that guy in McDonald's. He, that's another phone right there, just. Uh, oh. <laughs> I can't. I'm not this guy kind of lawyer. Seriously, you know, at this point, I think R. Kelly's about to dig up Cochran or something. <laughs> just reanimate Cochran. Without question. Seriously. Without he... question. No, bro, I have a couple of questions. <laughs> yeah, I got I got <laughs> I mean, let's make it face it, dude. He's the only one, only one that can help R. Kelly at this point. Like, he you, you know, like, you know, like that depressed when you can't even eat a full sandwich or something. You know, like when you're so depressed, you have to eat little things like chips or like or or or, or, or like, like pistachios or something like that. Like that's these motherfuckers. These motherfuckers are sitting in a high end McDonald's with a forty piece chicken nuggets in front of them and like eighteen boxes of sauce, just one at a time. <sighs> Motherfucker. <laughs> mm. 
you know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Your phone goes off. <clears throat> not now, Robert. Another not, fucking just. <sighs> if not, not now, Robert. <laughs> I can't. I can't right now. Oh, look, Buffalo. <clears throat> Anyways. Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't do it, dude. I can't fucking do it. Oh, my God. When the goddamn Homeland Security is involved. Homeland Security. The, you know what? The I'm, literal I'm gonna, government, bro. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to. The, 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 the literal fucking <laughs> government. <laughs> The yeah. Eoch cometh, brothers. Anyways, let's dip that shit. Move the fuck on. I can only take so much right now, and I think I've reached my goddamn limit. <sighs> DJ, rev it up. Tell them about the Patreon. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, VTN proudly, pre proudly presents to you its Patreon to you for you to give us Money! money. Money. With just one dollar, you'll have the first blood package. With that, you'll have your name and your choosing in the credits of every of every episode. But if you don't want to be a cheapskate, at least give us three dollars per month. And you'll have something good or something decent or something. Something. Yep. Plus, the you'll have the previous perk as well as access to Mustard's Music Minute, at, where he will school you guys on how music is supposed to be done. Well, it's not aggressive. It's not aggressive. It's not an aggressive mi minute. It, it's it it's an now. informative. It's an informative discussion of a minute. I'm not schooling anybody. I'm not some fucking. Ah. You're right. So he'll take you to task <laughs> on how music is scored. All right. Plus, All right. you'll have access to the post show that happens every Wednesday. But if that, but if that's not enough for you, you want to say f you to Washington, just go go with the Lincoln instead. We're just five dollars per month. You'll have access to the previous perks as well as access to the monthly movie roast, as well as your name read out loud at the end of every episode. The name of your choosing the credits of every episode, of course. Stickers each month and a giveaway every three months. That's right. So it seems like going with the Lincoln is to seem like the, like the best deal, right, gentlemen? Right. Shut up. Ah. Remember, and where can you give us this money? At patreon.com forward slash VT Network. I'll say that once more time at www.patreon.com forward slash VT Network. Bring money. I, I like the 50s voice. It's working. It's working. Uh,. <laughs> Oh, I forgot to tell you guys I beat uh, Destroy All Humans on stream. Nice. Forgot to tell you. Right, my bad. Great, yeah. great game. Great fucking game, dude. I really hope they do the rest. Awesome. I'm happy. I'm happy that it, it actually turned out rather well. Yeah, we'll talk about it more on the push. Yes. All right. So if you want to skip the, or you want to go to a middleman and just rep our shit, please, please, please go to uh, vtnetwork.redbubble.com. Dot com and there we have several choices we have what five one three six, how many how many designs is it that's seven, seven designs seven designs for you to choose from to rep our shit more coming soon because dj is working on that very hard uh <laughs> yeah sure our newest 
He better be. Our newest designs are the VTN TV set, which I love. I love this fucking thing. And the new VTN Nintendo cart, cart uh, cartridge. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just chewing these words. All day, the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I'm not hungover. The VTN Nintendo cart with the official Nintendo Seal of America. So that comes in t-shirts, dresses, leggings, fucking COVID mask stickers, pillows, transparent stickers, phone cases. And there's a sale right now on, on Redbubble for 30% off of phone cases when you use a certain code. Uh, I'll find that code for you in a minute. Uh, tapestries, comforters, clocks, drawstring bags, old school duffel bags that I really loved and I wanted that one included. Uh, hardcover journals and aprons. And if you guys think it's a little bit too expensive, please let us know. We still have a little bit of control over that price. We don't really care about the money. We just want you to rep our shit. And I think I speak for all of us. Um... But yeah, this really cool VTN set is just, it's really neat. It's really neat. And it comes on everything else that I've said before. And a few more things, including uh, Racerback tank tops, sleeve lift tops, zipped hoodies, laptop skins, relaxed fit t-shirts, framed art, clocks, bath mats, and of course pillows. I have to mention pillows. Classic mugs, travel mugs, like it's on everything. And it's really neat. I really like the apron. I'm actually going to probably get one of those. Uh... With all that said, though, please visit vtnetwork.redbubble.com, and it's uh, the ca the code is thirty off cases. So that way you can get some uh, some some bit of a discount and rock our shit on your phone. I think that's a pretty good deal. What do you guys think? I think so. That's a uh, pretty good deal, man. I think so. Uh, <laughs> with all that said and done, though, mustard, tell them how to talk to us. Social media, Twitter, VT Network number two. Instagram, VT Network number two. Email, VT Network 84 at gmail.com. I stream stuff. I, 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 I actually don't even... I, I'm a variety streamer. I stream like every game I, I can think of, really. Um, Twitch.tv slash Colonel Mustard. Um, yeah, come hang out with us. Talk to us on any of the socials. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. Really anything. Just We love interacting with people and we love you know talking about things and getting other people's perspectives. So yeah, if you have a social media and want to follow us and talk to us, check us out. Yes. And I want to say a special thank you to our Patreons because once again, I'm surprised we're growing. Uh, you two are surprised we're growing, and that is to thank Lofus, hi baby, the Grave Robber, the Raging Caucasian, the Marshmallow herself, Miss Faith, Anthony, double thank you for the double down, Cheyenne, and Carol. Your stickers should be at my house very soon, and I'll be getting those out to you also very fucking soon. Thank you to Paul Schroyer, uh, the Magic Squirrel Network, for keeping us on and going. However, here's the twist that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. We have a bonus movie roast for everybody on our patreon you're gonna get that within the next couple of days once i edit it you will be having that it is a bonus roast paul schroyer founder and ceo of the magic scroll network joins me mustard and dj to roast alien resurrection it was a lot of fun dj i think was drunk for half of it because that movie is just horrible oh, yeah. i mean horrible he, look, he looked like the weekend <laughs> he's got sunglasses on right now uh 
So I'll be putting that up as a special thank you and a special bonus episode to everybody on our Patreon. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for sharing. Thank you to anybody who's interacted with us and helps us keep going. We really, really, really appreciate it. And with all that said and done, I think we're going to go ahead and go to the post show where we're going to check out some funky shit. So say goodnight, DJ. Good night, DJ. Hey y'all, Ashley Zombie here, host of Scrambled Brains and Sausage. Join me every Wednesday at 5.30 Central Standard Time as I prepare not-so-scary dishes on a really friendly budget. No brain is safe, not even yours. Catch it only on the Magic Squirrel Network.